Welcome back to another episode of this podcast, and we are going to do part three. Um, but before we get started, I want to give an introduction, and then we're kind of going to open it up to kind of like a funny question or like a funny experience. But um, our subject today, God kind of gave it to me yesterday um, and today this morning. So we've talked about what to do in your failure, and then we've already yeah. talked about what to do when you're out of your failure. But I feel like God wants us to talk about what to do, well, what to learn in your failure. Um, well, what to learn from your failure. I should rephrase that. But that's going to be kind of the subject that we're going to be talking about now because um, we can make mistakes, but then sometimes we can forget to learn about them. But um, Daniel, I'm going to let yeah. you take it away. Um, yeah, whatever you want to say. Mm, one funny moment. So there was this one time, um, it was when I want to say I was like eight or nine and, uh, service goes on and then comes the altar call and all the young kids are coming up to the altar call. And then we're, we're coming up to the altar. And then, dude, I, I remember I was just exhausted that day for some reason. Like we were probably wrestling in the nursery or something, you know, boys will be boys in nurseries. We all know that, but just for the fact that like we were already exhausted, but we came to the altar to, you know, like praise God and, you know, just sum up a service. And then I go to kneel, place my head on the, the floor and I start praying. I start praying. And then next thing you know, I knock out. Right. <laughs> but I'm still in that praying position and everyone else. Like, service already ends. Everyone's already vacuuming. Everyone's, like, putting up the chairs and stuff. Everyone's, like, everyone's pretty much just done. Like, and everyone's packing up to go already. And here I am, still there at the altar, just knocked out. And then everyone was just assuming I was in deep prayer, though. <laughs> and, then, and then there's me. I wake up, and I'm like, oh, man, that was such great sleep and i just hear the vacuum like that's right next to my face because they're trying to vacuum the spot that i was like kneeling on Dude. but like they were just vacuuming around me but yeah i woke up but everyone else legit thought i was in deep prayer but yeah that's bro that's your family moment. was your family is probably like man i'm so proud of my son right now he's, he's such in the mud right now little did they know you were taking a nap exactly oh, Exactly. That's, that's good stuff right there, man. Um, I'm trying to think of something that funny happened to me. Similar. Well, this didn't really happen to me directly, but this is funny. So we had a uh, evangelist preach at our church one time. And this was when I was kind of little. And, like, there's these three girls in our church. They're super on fire for the Lord. And um, mm -hmm. But <laughs> this one, there, of the three of them, there's this other girl. She, she um... She kind of did what you did, uh, but it was funny because, like, two of them, they were just slain in the spirit, bro, man. They were just, like, they just passed out, bro. That That's how powerful it was. And the yeah. other girl, it looked like she did the same. But then, like, I later on found out, she was like, oh, yeah, well, I fell asleep. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man. <laughs> I was like, man, she's so spiritual. I want to be like her one day. And she was oh, like, man. I fell asleep. But, man, it just, she's, she, yeah. she's so on It just goes to show, though. It, it just goes to show that when you're lost in the spirit, you know, like, your flesh takes a toll, you know? Like, yeah. your spirit and flesh always battle each other. 
your flesh can't handle how much your spirit is trying to express that too. But yeah. yeah. That's actually really interesting because like so many people, like my dad was telling me yesterday, like your sleep is very important because some people can, uh, they can lose motivation for prayer because of lack of energy. So Dang. that's why yeah, like getting enough sleep and like, because praying, it does take a toll on you. And one thing does. that yeah. my family has taught me and a bunch of elder, elders have taught me um, is when you pray in tongues without any emotion and you're just literally just speaking in tongues and you're holding back like the emotion and stuff like all like that. Um, but the thing is, like the Bible says, the I think it's the refreshing, uh, the stammering lips and speaking in other tongues. It calls it the refreshing. And when you speak in tongues and you, and when you're speaking in tongues and that's all you're doing, it's refreshing you. So one thing that like my family has taught me is, you know, when you're in deep spiritual warfare and you're done, you need to pray in refreshing tongues. They call it refreshing tongues because after that spiritual warfare and that travail and binding and loosing in in the spirit, it can take a toll um, on your body physically and your energy. So, like, that's one thing that they, they have taught us, like, you know, speak in tongues, um, don't, don't have any emotion, don't, don't let when you speak in tongues in that moment, um, like, let it expend any energy, because it's there to refresh you, mm-hmm. and then, yeah. because, like, the reason why they do that, because when you do refreshing tongues, it's because you have to fight the next battle, and you need to make sure yeah. that you are able to, to kind of, like, be ready and be energized so you can you can fight that next spiritual warfare to the to um with the with the best how you can through God. So yeah. that's like one thing my family yeah. has taught me. And on teaching, this is what we're gonna kinda target on this episode. We're gonna talk about what to we we've already talked about what to do in your failure. What to what yes. to do after your failure to make sure yeah. actually I feel like we should do a little bit of a recap so we taught mm-hmm. what to do in your failure that you shouldn't be condemned don't condemn yeah. yourself and every time you fail you fall towards the cross because every time you fall you're you're only just getting closer to your end result and mm-hmm. what to do out of your failure don't revolt back to a lack of prayer because you know when you are in failure and you've been going through some tough times, it it kind of puts you in a position and motivates you to pray. Um, it it gives you a hunger and a desperation to pray because you're latching on anything that can help you with your situation. So, Amen. And one thing that we talked about, what God gave us, is that hunger and that desperation you had when you had that failure season, keep that when you're out of it. Because... Yeah you need to keep that momentum going and it will benefit you. It will benefit you mm-hmm. greatly. But Amen. like so we, we targeted what to do during what to do when you're out of that failure season. And now what I feel like God gave me yesterday and this morning is what to learn from your failure. And I remember yeah. like yesterday I was I I let I got my my flesh got the best of me. And mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm not perfect. I'm just gonna be transparent with you. But I feel like God speak to me. And he said, "So, what did you learn?" 
And I said, well, I learned it wasn't worth it. And I also learned yeah. that what you want me to do and that I need to be vigilant and that my sleep is very important, that I get enough rest. And yeah. that's, that's kind of what, like, every time when you fall, it's important to be sensitive to the voice of God. Because mm-hmm. if I had not been sensitive to the voice of God in that time, I prob- we wouldn't probably be recording this podcast. We probably Because yeah. we wouldn't receive communication from God. It would just be our own thoughts. But I'm glad I did because God, I felt like God impressed upon me. This is what I want you to talk about for the podcast. What to learn from your mistakes. Because you've already targeted what to do in them, what to do out of them. And now mm-hmm. what to learn from them. And I yeah. feel like that's that's equally as important because what can happen is you could you could be delivered from your failure and you could be victorious. But if you didn't learn yeah. anything from that, you might just have to repeat that same process until you get it, until you be Amen. sensitive to God's voice and realize what he was trying to do. And because the, the thing is, like, I feel like it's a test, to be honest, failure. Mm-hmm. Going through failure is a test. What will you What will you do in it? What will you do out of it? And then what will you learn from it? Those are, f- I feel like God gets, just gave us those things. Those three things, what you need mm-hmm. to look out for in failure. And if, when you're going through a tough time, and man, bro, I feel like revelation just came to me because I remember, bro, Um, they don't remember because I didn't tell them, but I told you when I felt like God told me, you know, look outside, look out in the window. And it was foggy. And I looked up on my phone, what does fog mean in the scripture? And it was like, fog is where deep revelations come. And it may seem like a place of uncertainty. But I believe Mm. in that uncertainty, God is still there. And I feel like in your failures, I don't really see failures as a downside, to be honest. I see failures now, like this whole concept of failure has basically just changed my perception on things. Because not only is your failure bring hunger for God and desperation for him just to know him more, but it it also brings other stuff. Like it, yeah. it will teach you some things that that's uh, like only some things can be taught by experience. Like, yeah. When you go through a failure, when you gain that knowledge because you made a mistake and when you learn from it, that gives you confidence because you know, I know, I know what I'm talking about because I've gone through it and I can learn from it that it's not worth it. And I seem like, I feel like God sometimes allows failures in our life for us to learn because in Mm -hmm. prayer time, like I basically this phrase was always in my mind and I was just saying it out loud. I'm still learning. I am learning. I am learning. I am yeah. learning. I am learning. Yeah. And I just felt like that was something that God was trying to like tell me because when you're in your failure season, you need to make sure you're always sensitive to the voice of God because mm-hmm. you could learn something from that because yeah. in those times, yes, it may seem foggy and it may seem uncertain, but those times are where you learn the most when you learn the most about what you need to do, um, I feel your circumstance, I feel your circumstance is your blessing because your circumstance Ooh, yep. can sometimes get you where you need to be. I feel like circum, 
I preached a message a long time ago, and I think it was the very first message I preached at my home church, and it was called, Your Circumstance is Your Blessing. It's something that God gave me. Don't look at your circumstance as a setback. Look at it as something that's going to propel you to your destiny, because that's Mm -hmm. basically what it is. If you look at your... If you look at failure and mistakes, mistakes are what you are going to learn from in the future so that you can gain mm-hmm. that wisdom and understanding and knowledge that, hey, that's not worth it. And not only will it benefit you, but it will benefit others. Because if you have a conversation with someone that was dealing with something that you were in the past and you got through it, you could help that person. You could be a light to that person because you could tell them, hey, I've gone through what you've been through. And I'm here to tell you that it's not worth it. And that's such, it's such, when you become a blessing, not only to yourself, but to your others, I feel like that's, that's when there's a very, 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 um, good change in your life. And it's something that's very powerful. It it will cause a great effect. And Daniel, I want, I want you to touch on this because I know, because Daniel, I look up to him. I don't really see him as an older brother. I kind of see him more as, like, an uncle, to be honest. <laughs> like, <laughs> because he has, I feel like he has helped me with things. And it's nice to look up t- to someone and ask them for advice and them mm-hmm. help me through it. Because he's, because I acknowledge that I've gone, I haven't gone through much stuff compared to what he's gone through. Because he has yeah. more life experience. So before I hand this over to Daniel, I just want to say find someone, maybe it may be an elder, maybe it'll be your youth pastor, but find someone who has more life experience than you because they have spent their time learning from their failures and God has used those failures to help them and to bring victory in their life. So Daniel, I want you to take it away. So that's, that's another thing too. Just for the fact that, you know, Dylan is going through these things, you know, like I'm here to actually help him out with whatever it is, you know. But one thing I I feel like I could constantly, well, I'm going to rephrase how I say this. And it's been a thing that I told Dylan, but I'm going to rephrase it and tell him that nothing ever satisfies on earth. Nothing. Right. Quite. Almost nothing. Because. You might find yourself doing something. You might find yourself doing drugs. You might find yourself falling to the flesh. You might be finding yourself drinking. Whatever it may be, it's only temporary satisfaction. And guess what? That's the thing, though. Once we fall into these small satisfactions and when we fall away from the cross, there's a price to pay each and every time, you know. But then again... I like I like this verse. Um, I just I just found it as Dylan was talking right now, and it's Proverbs twenty eight thirteen. He that covereth covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whoso mm. confesseth and forsake them shall have mercy. You see, you might try your best to cover it up as much as you can, but guess what? God has already seen you, and He knew what you were gonna do within that moment of time. Mm-hmm. And there's no running away from it. But guess what? This is what's going to separate you from a lot of people. Are you going to confess it or are you going to continue to just contain it? Because like the verse says, whoever confesseth, 
forsake them shall have mercy. We're, you're going to have mercy if you confess it. But what a lot of us don't do is that we don't confess. And it's, it's just so human of us because we're so bottled up in our own feelings and emotions that we don't even see the actual purpose as to confessing. We build ourselves up so much until like we get to a service and then we finally let everything out. When you could have just asked God and confessed to God or confessed to another person, you know, and that moment would be forgiven right then and there. But some of us like to hold on to those things, you know. But I'm here to tell you that you need to let go, you know. You need to be able to forgive yourself, but also remember that God is already ready to forgive you if you confess, you know. And I'm just coming back to the the all-known thought that nothing in this world ever satisfies. Jesus is the only one that would satisfy. Whatever right. he gives you is long satisfaction, you know. Right. And all these things are temporarily, you might be high, but that thing's only going to probably last you for like, what, three to five hours. And then that's it. Then you're going back into the world. And guess what? You're going to have to pay for it. There, there's always a price to pay after doing all these things. But living a life for Christ, you're already doing your part. And for the fact that you are acknowledging the fact that heaven is going to be the place that satisfies more than ever, like, me and Dylan talk about heaven ever, uh, like, sometimes, like, whenever we we um, feel like talking about it. And it's always you you take the chance to think about what it's going to be like. But guess what? It's not like that. It's actually a million times better than that, you know. Yeah. Satisfaction beyond our own perception. Satisfaction beyond our own capability to actually understand. And... We could always find ourselves fi like getting into the same cycle, right? But it's not until you realize that nothing truly satisfies in this world till you actually start to turn away and to think that, you know what, you might be finding yourself in the moment of like about to having to submit to the world, but then you might just drop it off and then just be like, no, there's something way more worth fighting for. Yeah. Like... One thing that my pastor, my brother, Pastor David says, you do not want to sacrifice one moment of pleasure for your heaven. Right. And just think about it. If God were to come like within the next five minutes, within the next 10 minutes, within the next five seconds, what would you want him to be finding you doing within the moment mm. when he comes to take us? You know, we're claiming... We're claiming that there's going to be a rapture. We're praying for a rapture. But just for the all-knowing all fact that we want to know that or we want to at least be in the position as to we're doing the work of God and not doing the things of the world. And yes, it's difficult. Yes, it's, it's a huge wall you have to get over. But then again, are you going to keep holding on to the wall and then just wait or are you going to keep climbing until you get over it you know and and i i i always tell dylan this and this is this is where you could find someone and like i pray that you find someone that can help you out with this find someone that you could rely on that you could call them at any time and they'll they'll be the ones to be answering your call you know 
yes, you know, you might be placed in a situation where you don't see yourself getting out of it, but you need to find that one person that you can rely on, that you could call up and tell them, you know, like I'm, I'm finding myself in a situation. How do I get out of it? You need to find someone that knows the ins and outs of everything already. You need to find someone that is going to tell you to stop the person that's going to actually stick up to you. The person that's going to actually scold you to be in the right place, you know, because right. like I said, nothing in this world ever satisfies and nothing ever will on this earth. Right. But God is the only right. thing that could satisfy. And I can tell you this much when we're speaking in tongues, when we're receiving the gifts of God, like when we're seeing the blessings, those are real satisfaction. And right. tell me why, Dylan, like those things are worth way more than everything else like having to see someone be baptized or having to see someone yeah. receive the holy ghost it's not of this world. that is yes it's you can't you can't compare anything like that you know to get someone to realize that salvation is valuable to to get them to realize that there's so much more to outside of this world there's powers beyond compare you know, we're just a small world, you know, but God's power goes beyond the galaxies, beyond the stars, you know. We need to all, always remember that there's there's something out there still. There's something way powerful than us. There's something greater to all this. There's something we are in the small portion of a bigger picture, you know, right. like you're you're a small atom in one huge heaven, you know, like you're just like, right when you think that your problem is tough, you always need to remember that there's people that had it way worse than you. And I want, I want Dylan to pick up on this, but yes, you need to remember, yes, your situation might be tough. Yes. You might've stumbled, but remember there was always one person that had it way worse than you. And if you could find that person to to get you to tell you what what's right from wrong, that's great. You need to pray for that person too. You need to be able to rely on that person. Find that one person that you're able to count on when you stumble. The person that is willing to pick you up and carry you on their back just so that we could keep moving forward. But yeah, Dylan, if you want to take it away from here. Um, I feel like God just gave me two things, um, kind of just to talk about relating to what you said. Um, but I feel like we need to realize that this world that we live in, it's not our home. This yeah. world that we live in, yeah. like the song, um, this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. And yeah. the earthly treasures, they will soon to be fading. They will fade away. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's... There's a Bible verse, I, I can't remember where the top of my head, um, but you guys can go study this out. It says, do not, it, it's, this is not the exact quote, but it's, do not lay up your treasure on the earth where, um, where moth and dust corrupt, but lay it up in heaven where, in, basically what it's saying, lay up your treasure in heaven, invest your treasure in heaven, because there, no, no nothing is going to be able to corrupt it. 
And it's because those things are eternal. And this this world, it's it's finite. It's limited. But when you when you begin to invest your life and the things that you do on here on earth and you will begin to invest it with heavenly things you begin to invest into the kingdom of god that's something that you are going to be benefited for the rest of your life when you begin yeah. to invest into the kingdom of god rather than the kingdom of this world because you could invest into the kingdom of the world and yeah it may feel good for a moment like what daniel was saying what the spirit was basically speaking through him but the thing is Yes, those things may be pleasurable, but when you yeah. when you begin to invest into the kingdom of God, those things are going to be yeah. eternal. Those things are going to be so much worth lasting, and it's not going to fade away because it's not mm-hmm. earthly. It's, it's of heaven because you can't explain, because me and Daniel and Dana, um, I don't know if she's, if she's there uh, right now, but <laughs> like... We, we had this, I feel like God gave this idea um, to Dana um, about having the two people that received the Holy Ghost in the prayer meeting um, kind of testify and explain how it felt. But the thing is, you can't, it's really like something that Brother Jeff Arnold said, it's unexplainable yet undeniable because mm-hmm. you can't explain it, but you can't deny you can't, that it, yeah. you cannot deny it. Because the experience is so real. Because you could ask someone, what did it feel like getting baptized? It's so hard to articulate it. Because why? It's not from this world. It's of heaven. Because the spirit of God is eternal. It's not of the Mm -hmm. world. It is of God. And when you begin to realize, when you begin to invest in things that that are eternal... And it's, you cannot explain, like, my dad calls his souls winner, soul winner joy. When you begin to win souls and you begin to, you see people say, it brings a certain joy inside of you. Yeah. That, that, that the world can't give you. Yeah. And. 100%. Because when you, when you have that joy and that feeling, when you want someone to the Lord and you see them get baptized and you see them receive the Holy Ghost. That is one of the best feelings that I've ever yeah. had. Amen. And I would yeah. rather feel that one time than to experience the pleasures of the world a thousand times. Because what does the mm-hmm. word say? Better is one day in your courts than thousands elsewhere. And I feel the Holy Ghost right now, bro. I'm, I'm just going to follow the leading right yeah. now. But it's, it's so powerful when you begin to invest into heavenly things instead of earthly treasures. And yeah. I feel like that's Amen. something that God wants to tell you guys right now. And me and Daniel, too. Because all of us need to hear this. We're not going to have a holier-thou than attitude. Just because we're hosting this podcast doesn't mean we have a license to be excused from what we're teaching. No. Because no. I believe anyone that teaches or preaches, but they don't follow it, that's hypocritical. And God, dis- he did not approve of being hypocritical. That's one thing in the New Testament mm-hmm. that he, he did not approve of at all. Because yeah. he because he is a God of love and a God of mercy. And when he sees someone that is hypocritical and they had that sin in their life, it's upsetting to them. Like that one parable. Um, the master was gracious and he was merciful to his servant. 
and he didn't punish him. But then that servant, he went to his other person. He went to his other servant that was serving him, um, and he did not show mercy, because he did not pay off. I don't. I don't. I can't remember. This is the exact story, but I don't think he paid off a debt or something, and he didn't show mercy on him. And a few other of his servants, they heard it and told the master. And then when the master heard that the servant did not spare his servant, then the the master punished him because he saw I just forgave you, but you yeah. don't have you can't forgive others. And we gotta make sure we don't have a Pharisee spirit. We don't have a hypocritical mm-hmm. spirit because that yeah. spirit mm-hmm. God does not. God will. God, I believe that's one of the spirits that God will not tolerate, and that's just my opinion. Don't quote me on that. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Some things are just my opinion, and when, I'm going to clarify that because I don't want you to go around and think and say, oh, God doesn't tolerate Pharisees, so otherwise you won't be saved if you're a Pharisee. No, I'm not saying that, <laughs> but what I'm saying yeah. is that God does not delight in hypocritical ways. Yeah. And he wants, because the the Bible says he will show mercy t- to those who, he will, they, those that obtain mercy will be merciful. He will show merci- mercy to the merciful. In other words, yeah. if you want God to show mercy on you, show mercy to others. And yes, amen. Also, the second thing that I felt like God wanted, to, wanted me to talk about is confession. Because not mm-hmm. only do, what confession does, first of all, Confess it to God. That's very important. Because the Bible says if you confess your sins, he is just and faithful to forgive. That's word. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But another thing, what the word says, it says confess your faults to one another. Confess yeah. your faults to your brethren. Confess your faults to your friends, your family. Um, be transparent with them. And I believe confession brings transparent. Because one thing that God spoke to me, it was about David and um, David, not David and Goliath, David and Saul. And I felt like God spoke to me. Reconciliation is so important. Because if you think about it, when Saul had hatred towards David, he decided to bottle up his feelings and not tell David. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, if Saul could have just said, David, I'm struggling with this. I don't know why I have hatred towards you, but I don't want I don't want to do that anymore. I I want to love you because you're my servant and and yeah, you may have slain uh you have may have done the 10,000, I have only slain my 1,000. But I don't want to have hatred towards you. If Saul just said that, that would and had that reconciliation, that would have changed everything. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. there's something that happens when confession and reconciliation happens. So what you need to do, confess your faults to God. But also yeah. confess your faults to one another. Daniel is someone yeah. where I can basically, I have a few friends like this. Um, like probably like D- Daniel is one of them. Um, but I have another friend that is like this. and We can literally just sit down and tell each other anything. And we won't think anything less of each other because we know... We're just we're just two people trying to make it and live for God in the best way we yeah. can. But when you have someone you can trust and someone you can tell any anything about, be transparent with them and confess your faults to them. The Bible says confess mm-hmm. your faults to one another. And yeah. there's times where I've slipped up and I 
and I felt like I needed to tell Daniel because that word says confess your faults to one another. And yeah. the thing that happens, because ever since I told Daniel, I felt like I've been closer to my victory than what I'm going through. And he knows what I'm going through. And yeah. I trust him that he's not just going to tell everybody about it, about my business, mm-hmm. because he, he knows because he's gone through what I've gone through before. And he's and yeah. he has learned from it. And I'm mm-hmm. willing to like I'm willing for him to share that wisdom to me. Because that's so awesome. That's why I, I, that's why we want to tell you guys that find someone in your life that yeah. has more life experience than you and learn from them. Yeah. And be led of the Holy Ghost. Don't don't. Yeah. Yeah. A person may be older than you, but if they're not living a holy lifestyle, then then don't even bother. Find someone who's in church. Be led yeah. of the Holy Ghost when you're choosing this person. Yeah. But like Daniel, ever since I came in contact with him, I kind of just felt like we kind of just connected, and. I'm gonna. It, it was. I don't. I'm. I don't feel in the Holy Ghost to share that right now, but <laughs> all I'm saying is find someone that you can be transparent one hundred percent with them. Yeah. Yeah. Find someone because I truly feel, and I'm not mm-hmm. gonna get into much of this because it's not my place to tell this. Um, but me and Daniel, we have been connected. God has literally kept us yeah. awake because He wants us to make sure that each of us are in check and that we don't yeah. fall. So mm-hmm. find someone and be led to the Holy Ghost that you can be transparent with. And also it's it's important to tell your parents. Parents yeah. are so are so crucial because you're I'm I'm truly persuaded besides God, there's no one else that will want to see you saved than your parents. Yes. Because your Amen. friends, they can be concerned about your feelings, but your parents will do whatever it takes to see you saved. Yes. They Amen. they will they are willing to do whatever it takes. It may not look like yeah. it. And hey, parents aren't perfect. Neither are we do. Because human mm-hmm. finite, we're not perfect. But parents will want to see you saved more than anybody in your life yeah. besides God. Amen. Because I, 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 there was a preaching, and I'm going to hand this over to Daniel real quick because we're, we're running low on time. But mm-hmm. one thing that someone told me, and it, it, was a, it was a message that someone preached, and they said, the closest thing on earth to God's love is a mother's love for her child. Yeah. And it's so true. It's the closest thing on earth to God's love. And if you think about and it gives me confidence because if that's, if that's because a mother's love for her child is so strong, but when you th- when you have that statement that God's love is greater than love than that love, then that really goes to show how much love He has. And yes. we're just gonna follow leading Holy Ghost and Daniel. If you have anything to say, you know, I, I'm handing it over to you right now. I I just love the fact that Dylan expresses the fact that parents actually want the best for you. Whether you think they don't or not, like they might be scolding you. They might be telling you to stay inside when you want to go outside nowadays. I I always found it funny where our parents nowadays would be like, get outside, you know, get outside. But now every every parent's saying, stay inside. Don't you dare go outside, you know. But one thing, one thing I've, I've told Dylan this too. 
and I, I just feel like sharing it because I feel in the Holy Ghost and it's just it's it just feels like the best timing to say it. And one thing I'll remember that my dad told me when when I was going about my my years, you know, high school was high school, you know. I, I don't wanna make it sound like I'm completely like far away from high school, but you know, I've had my fun during high school and I was being scandalous. I was doing everything that a PK shouldn't, you know. But the thing is, I remember my dad like pulled me aside one one weekend, and then he he just sat me down and he was t- pretty much telling me that like I needed to stop with the ways that I was going with, you know. And I was being defensive, and I was like, and then we were exchanging words, and then our tones were getting louder and louder. And then I will never forget this because this is this is one thing that'll forever stick with me that my dad has left me and I'm still like hearing this moment in time still in the back of my head and it's my dad telling me if you r- won't get right with God I'll I will fight with the devil till you get saved mm. and I will I'll never forget that because believe it or not. I, and I'm pretty sure plenty of PKs are going to be listening to this podcast. Your parents, yes, they might have kept you away from so many things. And it's just it's just the nature of a PK to be super curious because we've been so separated from what the world offers, you know. But your parents were doing that out of love. You know, yeah. they weren't they weren't containing you for no reason, because guess what? Those parents that just leave you out to to grow on your own, they weren't they weren't being good parents at all, you know. Like them having to set a foundation and keeping those foundations like throughout your life, those are the parents that are worth, you know, like the parents that are actually doing their job. The parents that are willing to sacrifice the fact that whether a PK should be homeschooled or public schooled, you know. Uh, a a minister's like choice of the fact that they want the best for their kids so that they don't have to fall into the world or get hurt by anything that Satan offers, you know. And and that's the thing though too. Um, PKs are actually one of the they're the best liars I believe too because they could come up with such a good story, you know, just to cover up whatever it is because. We feel, we feel the anxiety. We feel the depression way more when we hide things. And it only makes sense that we try our best to cover it up with any words that we could fit into our mouths, you know. Right. But for the fact that your parents, you know, are doing these things, for the fact that they're separating you from this world, it's because they're doing it out of love. And they wouldn't want anything more than the fact that you would stick by Jesus's word, God's word, rather than you would just pick up things from the world and then bring them in to the home. But yeah, I just want to sum it up with that. But Dylan, if you, uh, how are we, how are we looking on time, man? Um, we're looking pretty good, but um, one yeah. thing that I feel like God is leading us in a direction, I feel it in my spirit. Yeah. It's all targeted towards confession. And I feel like, God is trying to let someone know yeah. right now that not only confessing your sins to God is important. And the way I see how it's easy to confess 
with God because he already knows. God is watching at all times. He already knows. Um, but the thing is, when you have enough courage to tell someone who may not know all, yeah. and you have the courage to tell them about, you know, something you're dealing with. Um, yeah. Like, I remember one time, and this is very comforting because I was dealing with something, and I didn't want to tell my parents about it. But then my, I remember my dad, he told me something. He said, you know, you can tell me anything. I'm not going to yell at you. And I promise that if you tell me anything, I'm I'm going to try to help you as much as I can. And I'm not going to yell at you. And sometimes, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe I will, I will be prone to anger, but I'm doing it out of love. And I feel yeah. like God is really trying to tell someone that confession, confessing your faults, to one another, I feel like God is saying that's the next step to attaining your victory. Yeah. Confessing Amen. your faults. Because you may not know it, but the person who God leads you, and also be led to the Holy Ghost when you're confessing to someone, but the person that you're confessing to, there's a possibility they could have gone through what you're going through. And God has given exactly. them knowledge yeah. and understanding and wisdom from their failures and they're about to give that wisdom to you and pour it out so that you can be better yeah, than yeah. them and you could um you could get through that failure and this kind of ties into the subject what to learn from what to learn from failure to learn that confession is important being transparent with your pastor yeah. transparent with your parents yeah. transparent with god and also transparent with yourself because yeah. we can sometimes lie to ourselves, believe it or not. We can sometimes <laughs> yeah. we can sometimes cover it up even with ourselves and say, you know what, this isn't too bad. I can get through this on my own. But the thing is, I can't do this on my own. I need someone to help me through this. And this actually kind of ties in to, to something that I feel like God kind of just dropped in my spirit right now. And when you... Once, when someone is crucified and you say, God, I want to I wanna live for you. I want to die to my flesh and I want to I wanna take up my cross. And the thing is, people don't understand that in order to be crucified, you can't do it by yourself. Mm. There, there's something called agents of crucifixion. And so many people complain that people are gossiping about me. People are saying this and that about me. Well, if you think about it, they're they're willing to do they're willing to tell you the truth than what your friends are don't have the guts to say. Because when yeah, someone gossips about you, they're telling you the cold truth about what they think. And mm-hmm. and agents of crucifixion, because you can't you can't nail yourself on the cross. You can carry it up, but it's gonna be yeah. very difficult to nail yourself on the cross. You're gonna have to have someone crucify you. And every time someone persecutes you, someone uh, mocks you, just know that you're getting a step closer to dying to your flesh and dying to your old ways. And you're going to be crucified with him. And then you're going to live a life with him. And you're going to be more like him. Because the people, they scoffed at Jesus. His friends, they betrayed betrayed him. Peter denied him. Judas betrayed Jesus. And... And sometimes 
God is willing for us to go through these things because we pray prayers, God, I want to be more like you. And the thing is, we have to realize that Jesus' friends, they persecuted him. Jesus' friends, they cheated. They cheated him. And mm -hmm. he went through hardships, even in his ministry. The Pharisees, they were trying to do everything in their will to crucify him. They were trying to do everything mm -hmm. they could because they couldn't deny the truth. They couldn't deny the miracles that he was performing. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close with this. Confess confess your faults to one another yeah. and i believe god's going to do something great in your life he's going to he's going to take you through a season because once you confess yeah. and be transparent with your with not only yourself and god but with others that's when god is going to transform you and do something great in your life and he's going to shape you and you're going to get closer to your victory yeah mm -hmm. i want daniel to close us in prayer i know we're a little bit um over time but hopefully this yeah. audio file will download in jesus name but Daniel, Jesus. go ahead and take us away in prayer. Heavenly Father, please, O Lord Jesus, have your way in whoever it is yes. that is listening to this podcast, O Lord God. Lord, we've spoken your word that you've given us, O Lord God, and let it be that we are able to confess, O Lord Jesus, that we're not going to make it such a secret anymore. Let it be that there's the person, we find the person that we are open to, O Lord God, the person that you give us, 